Welcome to week eight of the EFFL podcast. I am one of your hosts, Calman, alongside Sean. How's it going? Been a while. It has been a while. It's kind of crazy. What What did you say before we uh, started recording? Like 21 days or something like that? Been ex- exactly three weeks. Oh my Lots God. Recap. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened since now and then. Um, so what we're going to end up doing here is we are going to just recap some of the previous weeks that we missed out on starting with week five. Um, and we have a, we have a lot of stuff to, to get through. So I guess we'll just go ahead and, uh, and forge ahead. Um, so we will, uh, start things off here with week five. Um, and this was kind of a, an odd week. It was a lot of high scoring games, uh, and a lot of point differential, uh, between, most of the teams there wasn't a ton of close matchups here um kind of it's really just kind of bizarre looking at it in comparison to some of these other weeks yeah just a ton of blowouts besides uh the one we'll we'll get to with alexander and joseph yeah oh man so first thing uh the butchers dismantled Devontae's inferno and then we also have uh, the Pomeranians. So that's Sean's team that completely destroyed Sweet Life of Zach and Bruno's, which we'll get to that in a second for the name change. Uh, the Goodfellas, uh, not really a, I wouldn't say it's really a blowout, but they took care of business against the Wideout University. Uh, Cook and Cousins completely blew out TSU. Uh, and then we have uh, L Freaky Geeks. That was a very narrow victory over Slow Down It Hurts. That was the closest one, 85.68 to 82.20. So that one was like a, a nail biter there. And wasn't there something different about that game? Like didn't wasn't it like changed like a correction or something? So what happened with that one was uh, Alexander was down 30 going into that game. I think it was like 31 or 32. And uh he had Travis Kelsey put up 30 points um, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire put up five. So it was just enough to get him over the hump. Oh my God. That is, that's freaking brutal, man. That is rough. Poor. Yeah, leading by 32. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You think that you're safe at that point. Right. But, oh man. At least it wasn't, at least it didn't lose by like, you know, a point of a point. That probably would have hurt a little bit more. Like at least there was a yeah. little bit of like leeway there. But holy crap, man, that is that's really brutal. It's also brutal is that um, Matt Ryan put up point one four, and Jacoby Prezet <laughs> put up fourteen, <laughs> and he lost by three. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Poor Joseph. That's a, a tough one to uh, to swallow. I'm sure. Um, but you know, winners find a way to win and that's what L freaky geeks did. So this week's, which was the highest output total was the EFFL game of the week, which happened to be my team went off, hit all the right buttons. And we, uh, we took Christian McCastle to that woodshed, man. And we just, we just, we kept going, we kept swinging and he was just asking for more. Yeah. This was this was the the weird one because like we kind of talked about this how I just wanted to have some kind of spark at the tight end position prior to going into that game, and sure enough, <laughs> Taysom Hill scores thirty five <laughs> points 
in that game. Crazy. Four touchdowns. Yeah, I just oh remember God. I was, you know, I couldn't watch any of these games and it was kind of hard to to keep track of uh of the scores because I was actually um you know, at a NASCAR race during this time. So the internet there is just complete garbage. But I'm looking down, I'm like, is this right? <laughs> like is, is Taysom Hill like really scoring this much? So kind of crazy. But it's uh you know 166.94 and the craziest thing about that is i had Devonte parker put up zero points yeah so you know what could have happened if i put someone else in there so but what could have could have been but yeah christian castle he turned back into his uh stuck at the flyers game self and <laughs> we uh yeah we we took him to the woodshed right over our knee over and over again <laughs> Poor Christian. That's what you get for not trading me your one running back that I tried to to trade for. <laughs> Damian Harris. Yeah. <laughs> so that was week five. Crazy week. Uh, I think that was the week right before the bye week started, if I'm remembering correctly. Right. Maybe. Yeah, week six was the, uh, the first. Okay. Yep. And then I guess uh, with that, we will go into week six. And week six uh, didn't didn't really go too well for me. <laughs> when I, I put up 166 or whatever the week before that, week six, I put up a measly 57.48, getting uh, beat by Bruno's 90.88. Third lowest output of all time. <laughs> it's it's pretty freaking horrendous. Like that's but that's just my team. Like it's it's such a wild card team where it's either going to not do anything or it's going to do everything. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Very like we've been saying all season, just so high variance, you know, glass cannon, you know, put up 166 and then next week, you know, 110 less points. It's crazy. It's, it is insane. I wonder if that's like the biggest difference between a team's output from week to week that we've had. Cause I mean, that seems pretty freaking extreme. I don't, yeah, because I mean, fifty sevens. You know, the only two scores lower were, were Jeff and Alexander <laughs> last year, oh my um, God. and one hundred and sixty is I, th- I think a top ten score of all time. I think I think um, it might have been like fourth or something on that list. It's it's up there, man. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of insane that I scored that little, um, but just rough week for my team. Um. The uh, the next game here, Sean, you eked out a win here over TSU, one hundred and fourteen point two zero to one twelve point four two. How'd you feel sweat. about that? I, I thought this was the one uh, I was going to drop um, for sure. I thought it was going to be my first loss. CD Lamb bailed me out the end with the the twenty yard grab, um, and just you know, thank the Lord that uh, Cooper Rush didn't throw that pick to Brandon Graham at the end, <laughs> or I would have lost. <laughs> Oh my god! But uh, yeah, it really, it really scraped by with this one. This was when the injury started uh, um, catching up to me a bit. Yeah, things started getting rocky, but you found a way to win, and at least for this week, you remained uh, undefeated. Uh, the New Jersey football team—they uh, went ahead and rebounded a little bit after I uh, laid down the spanking on them, uh, and they won one nineteen. Point six eight to eighty eight point eighty eight. That's probably Dakota's favorite score. Um, <laughs> Michael Irvin, yeah, Michael Irvin and Des Bryant and C.D. Lamb and uh, Trey Burton. Uh, 
<laughs> Troy Aikman <laughs> four times. <laughs> yeah, Troy Aikman four times. Uh, speaking of Dakota, uh, the Cook and Cousins uh, scored his typical, uh, you know, 100 to 103 output uh, over the good fellas, and that was good enough for a win this week. Um, so Very good stuff from Dakota. That. Yeah, very. He's consistent. like the opposite. <laughs> he's the opposite of you. He's, he's he doesn't he doesn't ever really light it up past 130, but he, he's usually not too low. You know, below 90. He's usually in that hundred. Uh, yeah, know, one, yeah. His one, floor is touching range. his ceiling. Right. <laughs> but hey, if it if it's gonna, I mean, that's that's not a bad trait to have if you're gonna consistently put up 100 points every week. I mean, there's some teams right. that, you know, looking at Bruno that don't really hit 100 all that often. So, right, right. I mean, I mean, I would kind of take that, too. Um, and then another one for for L Freaky Geeks here, uh, eking out a, a win by just two points over Dante uh, Devante's Inferno. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, holy crap. Yeah, that's a I don't think there was any weird thing happened with that game. I think it was just a close game. Jeff but, Wilson um, put up negative uh, one and a half points. And that was for Brandon. That killed him. That was for Brandon, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, those negative points, they have played a role this year. It's yeah. definitely changed some outcomes. Um, but that's that's a brutal loss for, for Brandon, yeah. um, who really just needs wins. Um, right, right. Yeah, he really could have used that, and it, it stinks that it's, you know, lose by two points. But once again... Winners find a way to win, and L Freaky Geeks found a way. And let's see. So now we're going to. Oh wait, I didn't do the the, the EFFL game of the uh, the week here, uh, which uh, was won by the Butchers against uh, Slow Down It Hurts. Joseph continues his tumble uh, after uh, some early season uh, trades and roster movements and all that good stuff so 133.72 to 107.34 congratulations patrick on being the efl primo hoagie game of the week winner <laughs> that was a mouthful straight at the time and uh yeah he's just been sliding it up yeah the past month well i think you know and i think a couple podcast episodes we've said that his team just looks really strong uh, right. And it's showing. So good for Patrick. Of course, you know, he did hear some not so good news, uh, you know, today. But we'll I guess we'll talk about right. t- that, too. But yeah, at the time, he got panned for a particular trade that we'll we'll touch on. But uh, it ended up really helping him out with. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With Chase putting up 28 and, and Joe Burrow, that stack, putting up 35, yeah, 38 himself. So absolutely. So, good job, Patrick. And we are going to move to week seven. So, week seven, another rough week for me. I happen to play Patrick at the worst possible time as he puts up a blistering 158 points to my measly 98. So, congratulations, Patrick. I know I said I was going to urinate on you if Jonathan Taylor did anything. Um, but that did not happen. You urinated five, on me. Five straight wins. And then again, that, that trade um, before the news today, it looked like he was panning out, you know, Chase with 29 and, and Joe Burrow with 45. So that's that's a lethal combination. 
That was smart. Yeah, I it, I talked down on it at the time, but that was that everyone was, smart. was saying. Everyone was saying Patrick stoned. Patrick Stone was stoned, but uh, <laughs> me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe you know he he knew what he was doing, and then also we got to talk about Josh Jacobs. He's he's man, he's been turning into an animal. Up. He has been. Yeah, he kind of came uh, out of nowhere. He's a, is he the number one back right now? No, he's. Got to top five, four. It has to be up there now after what he's been able to do. Right. I think it was, I was reading it today. I think it's Saquon is at three. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's um, Saquon at three, uh, Eckler at one, and then Chubb at two. And then I guess Jacobs is four. Oh, okay. So he's, he's up there and he's, he might continue to climb uh, yeah, if he keeps he's, doing he's this. Past several weeks, you know. The past three weeks, 32, 27, and 35. That's that's nuts. That's a huge output that he's getting on a consistent basis now. Right. Um, yeah, Patrick, his team is is dangerous. Definitely dangerous yeah. with what they're doing. Yeah, so, it looked like he was he was going to have a down year um, at the beginning with you know, starting going too, but he just picked up right where he left off after uh, getting the number one seed last season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Patrick, he's uh, he's heating up, and well, I guess we'll see what happens going forward. But good job, Patrick. I just wish that you wouldn't have done that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so now the next game on the list, TSU finally gets back in the win column against the New Jersey football team. Uh, 93 points to 80 points. Uh, you know, nothing really spectacular about it, but... TSU, Cousin John, back in the win column. Well, what was big about this one was that uh, John made a a blockbuster trade that was uh, panned heavily uh, on Saturday, or no, Friday night. And um, he, he may have been under the influence while making it. And uh, it, uh, there, was, there was a lot of uh, bets being placed on him losing after making that particular deal. So this was... Uh, in the eyes of many, a, a big upset. And he also may or may not have had a mustache at the time of that trade. <laughs> he may or may not also be Antonio Brown's Vietnamese cousin. <laughs> but he is definitely a cousin. <laughs> cousin John. Also, Jared Goff putting up negative 6.48. And, uh, that, that certainly helps uh, John's yeah. case there. Oh my god. Yeah. So somehow <laughs> some way. He also, he also just mentioned Calvin, what is going through your head when you send me these trades in the group chat? Oh, who said is this a developing story? This is this is a developing story live from the FFL. <laughs> Alright, so for context, all right, let me let me just verify what I offered here. And then you, the listeners, and Sean, you can uh, determine if this was a uh, good trade or not. So I offered him Ryan Tannehill and Justice Hill for Tua. Yeah, it's a bad trade. It's a bad <laughs> trade. But I feel like there have been worse trades. I, I actually tried to get Mac Jones for nothing this week for Bruno. Oh, oh um, just a not, a, not a zip zilch kind of trade? Yeah, I just wanted Mac Jones because I figured he already has like 50 quarterbacks on his roster. So, I mean, 
instead of him. Did you offer him anything or, or is it? No, oh, it was I didn't legit. offer him anything. <laughs> it was um, legit just blank. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I also offered him to trade me $1 for nothing. So, I have had worse trades than this. Um, I think that this was a fairly reasonable trade uh, in comparison to other trades I've offered. And, you know, comparison to, like, uh, you know, Bruno's Andy Dalton and uh, Antonio Pierce or Alec Pierce or whatever the hell the guy's name is for Cooper Cup. I feel like that is a more extreme <laughs> worse trade. Um so what's going through my head uh i don't know i just want your players and i don't want to give up any of mine so sue me sue me cousin john so but i'm glad that we uh we squashed that before it got out of hand set the record straight so (laughs) bruno also offered um jeff stone today uh Andy Dalton for uh, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it's pretty bad. I should, yeah, I should have never released him, but I guess we'll we'll get into that too. Um, yeah. So, thanks, John. You've made an appearance on the podcast without even being here. I guess you were here in in text form or spirit, but uh, look forward to more trades for me with very similar uh, values. So. That's funny. We're, we're just talking about John. It kind of cracks me up. Uh, so the uh, the next game here is the Sweet Life of Zach and Bruno's. He still hasn't changed that name. I like the dedication. Uh, who dismantled the good fellas? Not really dismantled, but he beat them. Um, I'm kind of surprised that that Jeff's team hasn't been doing uh, great. Um, sitting at three. Yeah, four. me too. Like, I feel I mean, like he's, he's made really good moves, and I feel like his roster is really good. Um, so I don't really know what the problem is. I I haven't really been keeping a super close eye on his roster these last couple weeks, but I don't know. I just I kind of thought that um, his record would be better at this point in the in the season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker putting up twenty eight. Um, the rest of the team didn't really give him much, and Jeffrey. Uh, Justin Jefferson's on by. That certainly doesn't help. Um, no. Yeah. 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 Albert, uh, he, he was actually down, I think, 30 going into this game on Monday night. Um, wow. And uh, Stevenson and Montgomery both, did uh, both did work. Montgomery scored a touchdown like late in the game in the fourth quarter. That that put him over the top. Man. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That's rough for Jeff. But, I mean, I feel like he has the roster to turn things around. At least on paper. Yeah. I definitely think he's one of my uh, sleeper wildcard teams. I think he'll he'll be in the mix there for sure. Yeah. I feel like if I was in the playoffs, I feel like his team would kind of scare me if I had to play it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause just it's, because, it's, yeah. They can pop off. I mean, there's talent there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, next, we have Cooking Cousins against El Freaky Geeks and... We were just kind of making a joke about Dakota just consistently uh, scoring 100 points, but he put out 122 that week, and this uh, kind of, I believe, propelled him uh, into a tie for first place. Is that accurate? Right. Um, that is accurate. So, yeah, th- Actually, this week. No, he, now he's sole possession of first. Yes, yeah, so now he's sole possession, yeah. Um, 
So this propelled him into first place uh, with a solid 122 in the, uh, uh, performance. Central Division. Yeah. And this week, uh, El Freaky Geeks was not able to squeak by. So I think he, he kind of got, you know, a little bit lucky, I think, the last couple weeks. Um, so this time, Dakota left nothing to uh, – he just he just nothing, nothing to him. chance right yeah. yeah he was due for some regression to the mean and then yeah. uh uh you know uh dakota you know with his bengals popping off tyler boyd uh you know to 25 and then eno benjamin out of nowhere 21 yeah it's kind of insane yeah what are the chances and he still so, got it out of one with a uh, gal putting up a donut yeah Although that dops also put up a donut for alexander so i guess that evens out yeah they kind of canceled each other out there yeah but that is spooky whenever you see a donut because it's like, all right, well, I'm probably not going to win. But right, right, yeah, I kind of got lucky though having that uh, that other donut on the other side. So look at that, right, right. So good job to to Dad Coda bringing home a win and breaking his a yeah. hundred uh, and <laughs> and a hundred three. Yeah. um also yeah also helped uh, alexander made that huge deal for mccaffrey but uh he was still getting acclimated to the offense it seems i don't think he played on third down so he only put up seven oh plays a role yeah 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 for sure um and then we have brandon who desperately needed a win he needed something this week and luckily for him he was playing the wide out university who is giving out the uh w's to teams like a parent (laughs) on halloween this is the game of the week as well. Oh, it was the game of the week. Yeah, rematch of the, uh, the 2021 EFFL championship game. Wow. And it ended the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the championship was a little closer, but yeah, Brandon did uh, win both. He, he does have the, the upper hand lately against Bruno. Yeah, and both these teams are struggling. It's kind of wild to think about, you know, where they were at the end of last year um, and where they're at now. Brandon um, did start off two and four last year and then popped off, I don't know how many wins straight, like six wins straight. Um, and so, you know, maybe he can do it again. He, he made some of these deals. Um, the, the, the Rogers deal that he made, it looks like it's paying off the past couple of weeks. You know, Lawrence is doing better than Rogers and. Aaron Jones finally had a good game, and, they, uh, and he wanted to make it so that he could get uh, Danny Dimes in the uh, lineup. And and he's he's been a top five QB in fantasy, the uh, or, or at least no, not in fantasy, but at least in QBR the past several weeks. Yeah, I mean, I was I was actually looking at him today, um, and just kind of thinking about you know how effective he's been, and the, yeah, that trade on paper didn't seem like it was going to go Brandon's way, but. Aaron Rodgers has not been Aaron Rodgers this year, and the Packers have not, not been great. Um, so I think he made the right call, at least for now. And, you know, as the season grows older, uh, I would definitely look out for Brandon because he's proven that he can make some savvy moves and put himself in a position by uh, the time uh, the playoffs uh, start surfacing. So keep an eye out on Brandon. Um, but I also will say with uh, how the wideout university is doing, I know they've been making a lot of moves. They <laughs> Bruno's in a pretty big hole here with two and five. Like that's yeah. that's a big difference between three and four. It might not look like it, but trying to make back those games, it's going to be tough. 
Yeah, that was that was the big, you know, like uh, winner, uh, you know, keeps her season alive kind of uh, game almost. Um, definitely uh, big for Brandon. Bruno's he's 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 sitting at eighty nine point one points per game, which is uh, not great. And it's weird because he's made so many trades that you would think that something would have changed. But really, I mean, he's not putting up that, you know, that much more than he was before. So yeah, it's he's, just kind of weird. A million darts at the board, but uh, none of them are hitting or coming yeah. close. It seems. So I, I don't really even know, like, how he fixes that. It's just, yeah, yeah he's just stuck, it looks like. But he is definitely offering the worst trades in the league, um, <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, so I guess that was the week. So I actually did not go over your game, Sean, because I thought that was the game of the week. Oh, um, no, yeah. But, Sean, you were dealt, unfortunately, your first loss. That <sighs> was just, due. Yeah, low output on your team, and it was just an uncharacteristic week for your team. It looks it was, like uh, the injuries caught up to me, finally, this week. Uh a lot or not a lot of uh st brown um he had a concussion after one catch uh in, in like the first or second quarter and uh mark andrews was hurt he, he only had he that was the first game i think maybe it was in i don't know how many years he didn't have a catch um we had some bye weeks with uh josh allen who's been uh, in my opinion the mvp and, and gabe davis so that definitely hurt as well so i was just uh, not not enough hands on deck, and then also Brees Hall looked like he was going to have a 200 yard game, and then you know dies on the field in the yeah. second quarter after four <laughs> carries. Oof. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely just big loss. Wasn't, wasn't my luck. Mm-mm. Yeah, it just seems also, like the you know, perfect crap storm. TikTok boy uh, Juju Smith Schuster, you know, randomly putting up 21. <laughs> um although he, he's been uh, he's been pretty decent the, the past couple of weeks he put a 19 last week but uh yeah he, he was doing nothing all season oh and then also gus edwards you know kudos to joseph for that move but uh that, that definitely hurts getting burnt by a a last second pickup yeah yeah that off. always does hurt that's like a bruno move just picks up a random player and it's just right like, works out. that's that's how he won the got to the championship last season you know just those those Waiver savvy waiver wire moves yeah yeah um, it's gonna be interesting because is there a way for us to view how much money everybody has or is that like kind of a private thing yeah no that's there if you if you go look in the standings it's there oh okay because i mean there's i'll be honest that jimmy garoppolo move i made early on in the season um and you know this is why the money is still important even though we should spend it it's it's playing a role now when these other players are available, and you know I may have I may have miscalculated spending all hundred on there. You know that is something I'm starting to second guess because there's players coming off the board here that you know are having positive impacts for these teams. So you know that's something to think about going forward. I know Bruno he spent a lot of money on Teddy Bridgewater, and for that not to pan out, um, it's when it starts to becoming a high you know, there's a lot of injuries. That money actually is a very valuable asset to have. Um, and, you know, we'll, there's a, a move Dakota made today that I'm kind of confused about that I kind of wanted to ask you about once we get to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely playing a factor uh, so far for me, at least, because I have nothing. Agreed 100%. Yeah, definitely, uh, 
doesn't need to have a balance at least you know if you're gonna go on it better be you know you better hit right like if you're, if you're gonna go all in it better be like uh john did with elijah mitchell last year where you know they end up being yeah a, a, you know a stud because um, if you miss you know it's it's killer yeah it is it is definitely brutal because you just you, you handicap your you know your way of reliability their whole rest of the season yeah it does i mean that and that's that's what it's doing for me right now it's I'm I'm not even in play for any of these players, um, but I mean it, it's just it, it's kind of hard to second guess, and it's but at the same time it's hard not to because I see all these players getting picked up and I just can't do anything about it. So you can trade for more. That is uh, an option if you if you wanted to get back in the uh, the game there, you can trade for more money. Yeah, yeah, and I, I try like I said I tried to get Bruno to just send me a dollar, uh, but he didn't do it because he's a greedy man. It's but like he only he only six dollars. It's like a girl requesting Venmo from uh, simping guys, and then then <laughs> <laughs> guys end up sending the money. Oh my god, five dollars a month. Oh man. So Sean, the last few weeks, and I'm I'm surprised at this, but the last few weeks we have had a ton of happenings in the league in terms of trades, trolling. Uh, players being released, uh, you know, Christian Castle being spanked by Taysom Hill. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, and I guess we'll just run through some of these. Let's run through uh, it. So right after the podcast last time that we recorded, which was two weeks ago, 21 days ago, I guess three weeks ago. Holy three crap. weeks, yeah. That, that's kind of messed up. Um, yeah. Me and Dakota made a trade. Uh, I went ahead and traded Dakota Chris Godwin for uh, Damian Pierce. Uh, I think that this was probably one of the most even trades um, that we've seen in the league so far this year. Yeah, this is one of the most uh, even trades I've seen probably ever. It's it's textbook even. You know, like when you look at a trade in the dictionary, you know, this is probably what you would find in the images. Um, yeah, this is, you know, you, you needed a... Oh, running back, you need a wide receiver and uh, even value. Good, good win women trader there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it both, we both benefited because with Chris Godwin's injury, I was a little bit nervous that he was going to just continuously have issues throughout the year. Um, and I was, I figured, you know what? I wouldn't mind having a, a third running back to compliment uh, Taylor and Chubb. And I figured that uh, Myers was coming back from injury. So I'm like, you know, it makes sense if I just move Godwin because chances are I won't be able to get, you know, running back this good, you know, with any of the other players that I have. And Dakota was in desperate need of a wide receiver. So I'm happy with the trade. I think he's happy with the trade. Um, And yeah, that was the last trade that I have made, I believe. And I was pretty happy with it. Uh, (laughs) The next uh, happening around the league uh, was I uh, named Taysom Hill Christian Castle's father uh, because of uh, him just exploding during the uh, the game that I had against uh, Christian Castle. Uh, I have not heard from Christian Castle since uh, before that game. So where in the fuck is Christian Castle? Yeah, he, he asked. He said he didn't want that smoke, but. Uh... He hasn't said anything since. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he's probably still at the Flyers game or whatever. Um, 
spot. He's missing out on a lot of great Phillies action. Um, I feel bad for him. Uh, and then we have, uh, I don't really understand what's happening here, uh, with, uh, get strapped and, uh, oh, this is the, uh, the Travis Kelsey comeback oh, when he was okay. down 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a little bit of trash talk yeah, going on there. Cover that. Yeah. Uh, Joseph said that he is, uh, jumping off a bridge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it, that was a rough night for for Joseph, uh, which has turned out to kind of extend into the season a bit. Um, but yeah, that's that's understandable. He feels that way. Uh, now, Sean, you're in the mix here with kind of an odd one here. The first ever three team trade in EFFL history. A lot of people probably didn't even know this was a function on Sleeper. Yeah, you can, uh, you, can, you can literally have a 12-team trade. You can have the whole league trade someone <laughs> to each other. <laughs> oh, my God. You need to teach me how to do this because I would definitely attempt to do that. Yeah, Just they, have Antonio they, Brown going from each team. <laughs> so walk me through this trade. Like, what was what was the, the thought here? Because it looks like you, you made out pretty good here. Yeah, so at this point, I, I felt um, I had plenty of death, and I just wanted to completely optimize my – my lineup to um, take it to the next level. Just, you know, I, I wanted to secure a top spot, you know, and get to the championship. So, you know, I, I want the biggest difference for me was uh, I, f- I felt Kelsey and Andrews. There's a huge gulf of uh, 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 performance after them. So I had Hawkinson, who's usually, I guess, right now regarded as like number three or four, maybe five tight end so i was like all right i'm gonna try and upgrade um because i'm not gonna be able to get all these guys on in my lineup um Brees hall was was coming on at the time um and uh, i figured you know i tried to trade dreams on robinson pretty relatively high before uh he is his value lowered anymore because I, I sense etn was starting to come on um and uh, i was having a hard time getting etn in the lineup uh because of all my receivers you know i, I had four stud receivers at the time um, yeah. So I was like, all right, let's let's try and optimize a bit. And then um, I uh, I knew that Patrick really wanted Jamar Chase. Um, and I also knew that Alexander needed a quarterback badly because um, at the time he, he only had like Mariota. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like Mariota and like Bailey Zappi or something. Yeah. So, um so he, he needed a QB and uh, he also wanted some running backs because this is right after both Javante Williams and um, what's his name? Cordero Patterson both died. So, yeah. so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to try and get Alexander some running backs. I'm going to get Patrick Jamar chase, and then I'm going to get my uh, upgraded tight end. Um, and so I uh, wrote it out um, in hindsight, uh, maybe should have given Patrick James Robinson, um, because I did feel Alexander did get a, a lot of value out of that, but uh, yeah, he definitely did. Um, so maybe I would have made it a little bit more even, and I would have given Patrick James Robinson, but um, it looked like everyone was happy with what they got at the time. Yeah, I think that it was. I think it was a good trade for you. You know, you're in first place, and at this point, you're preparing for a you know championship run. So you got your tight end. That was, you know, a spot that I think you needed a little boost at. Can't do much better than Mark Andrews. 
uh you know unless you have Taysom hill at a random week uh you know full moon or whatever um but yeah can't do better than mark andrews uh i think that uh you know your brother did get a pretty good package out of this and i think that patrick didn't get a ton out of this trade now obviously jamar chase did blow up for the weeks that he had him um but i personally would have demanded more for geno smith i think geno smith is actually really good now uh i know it's kind of odd because he hasn't done anything since he's been in the league yeah he was a throwaway in uh the the trade that patrick got to acquire him too so he, he really turned it on yeah i mean i feel like that was a very valuable asset and honestly if i were patrick i would have traded away tom brady and kept geno smith in the lineup um i'm not sure if patrick's a buccaneers fan too no he's Um, a he's a seahawks fan he's a seahawks fan that's interesting um and and he's a seahawks fan and he got rid of geno smith yeah this was actually my initial offer that i wrote up i was expecting patrick to ask for more but he uh he accepted as is so i was like okay that's odd yeah, I think that's odd. I personally would have asked more for Geno Smith, but I get it. You know, he's not starting him. Geno Smith is a, was essentially being wasted. All of that point output was going nowhere. Yeah, um, he, so it. Yeah, he he. Patrick did get a lot of flack for this, um, and like he, he probably should have asked for maybe slightly more. But um, he Geno was just collecting dust on his in his lineup or on his bench. And yeah, J- Jamar Chase ended up, you know, absolutely turning it on the past few weeks. And that's the thing. It's like he gets Jamar Chase and he can start him right away. There's no question. There's no competition there. It's just that's my guy putting him in there. He'll be in there until he's either hurt or on a bye. Um, so I understand why he did it. Um, I Yeah, I just personally would have probably asked for a tiny bit more. But, um, hey, he got his guy. And if you can get your guy, get your guy. Um, so... Now we have another trade here, uh, which was between Albert and Joseph. This one's not as exciting. Um, It was basically just Christian Kirk for uh, Daryl Henderson or Daryl Henderson. I think Albert wins this one. Uh, Daryl Henderson, just no one really on the Rams excites me at all besides Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, I definitely think Kirk has more value here. I think so too. I think he has higher upside. I know that he's kind of cooled down a bit from the first few weeks. Um, but I feel like that's a pretty valuable receiver to just be throwing away for a running back that I don't even believe he's the starter, is he? Or he's kind of a rotation. So he he is, but because Cam Akers is kind of AWOL right now. Yeah, he's Garbo. Um, but uh, we'll see what if he you know keeps that job, I feel like there's rumors like Kyron Williams might um, cut into that uh, timeshare when he's off IR. So, yeah, um, yeah, I probably would have kept Kirk. If that was Joseph. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you there. I think uh, Albert definitely got the better end of that deal. Um, and now we have another pretty big trade, uh, which involved uh, get strapped and Bruno, of course, Bruno. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all trades, all trades lead the Bruno. Yeah, he's going to get somebody from a trade on his roster. Um, so Bruno uh, ends up trading away uh, Cordero Patterson, Austin Eckler, 
Drake London and George Pickens in exchange for Geno Smith, Brandon Ayuk, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Jalen Waddell, and Joshua Palmer. Um, Sean, what do you think of this trade? So, you know, this was, you know, at peak uh, QB factory, everybody making fun of Bruno for having no quarterbacks or cursing them all. So uh, I, I get the idea of, you know, he, he just wanted, you know, somebody stable at this point to just throw in there. Um, and, and, you know, he got like Jalen Waddle back too. So it's not like he, he didn't get, you know, anything around it. Although I, I think, in my opinion, Alexander, I think won it slightly. I think he got yeah. the best player in the trade. Austin Eckler's, you know, the number one ranked running back right now. Yeah. Based off points. Um, I don't think it's a bad trade. I, I think it makes sense for both teams. Um, I don't think it's terribly uneven towards any uh, one team. I would just give the slight nod to Alexander, but uh, I see why both teams made it. Yeah, I I feel like this is just me personally, but when I see a team that has lost assets and they are sinking, I feel like I am not giving you shit. I'm going to watch you crumble. <laughs> and that's what gets strapped that's what that team was missing. He was missing strong running backs because his first two got hurt. Right. If I'm if I'm Bruno, there's no way in hell I'm making this trade. Just for the principle of the the fact that we could basically get rid of get strapped. He is a very high record division right rival. Now he's, yeah, I mean, like why why do that? I feel like I would have just let him continuously lose because he doesn't have the firepower to compete. And maybe he trades somewhere else, and that's fine. Um, but honestly, with what Bruno has here, Austin Eckler, Cordero Patterson, he can take out one of those quarterbacks and plug Cordero Patterson in that spot when he's healthy. And right. I understand Bruno's like, well, you know, quarterback has more upside. But it's like, does your quarterbacks have more upside? Right. Probably not. So I personally would have rather had Austin Eckler and Cordero Patterson on my active roster and then just rotate one of my quarterbacks in every week that has the best matchup. But that's just me. I think that uh, your brother definitely won here. It's nice having Geno Smith, but besides that, it's like Waddle's not the number one over in uh, Miami. And, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they're not even starting him anymore. And Ayuk is just, he's just a guy right now. I don't know. I just, I think he gave up too much. Yeah. No, I definitely think Alexander uh, would give him the nod here for sure. Yeah. And just especially because of how many assets that Bruno has already spent on quarterback. At some point, you just have to cut your losses and be like, you know what? I have these guys. I'm just going to try to pick the best one each week and just keep all these good players that I have accumulated. I just feel like that would have been a better value for him. And he would have greatly hindered a rival by not doing this trade. Right. So, but yeah, I just don't think like no matter what he did here, even if he gets Geno Smith, this does not make his team better because he's lost so many assets in doing so. And he strengthened up another team in his division. That's like a double L. So that's, that's my feeling of the trade. And I guess we will go to the next trade. This is this is kind of crazy how many trades there's been. But 
This one is between Get Strapped and Cousin John. This was an, an in-live, in-person trade in Houston. Ooh, okay. At, at the Home to Suites Hilton Hotel in Houston, Texas. All right, I'm going to let you walk me through this one then. So this is the night before John's sister's wedding. Cousin John. Our cousin, cousin John. Um, and so, you know, John's like, hey, man, let's let's get a... Let's get a five-team trade together amongst all the cousins. I felt uh, <laughs> I felt I felt I was in a good spot at six and zero, um, and I was like, I'm not going to mess with you know my success right here. I'm not going to you know pull a Joseph. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was like, I, I'm I'm out. And uh, and so then uh, then it became John's like, you know, hey, McCaffrey's for sale. Who, who's in? Who wants him? Come and get him. Um, and so you know. John's getting offers left and right from from the other three cousins, Bruno, um, and Alexander, and Albert are all there. They're all clamoring for him, and uh, it, it ends up coming a, a two man race between um, Bruno and Alexander. And uh, <laughs> J- J- John had a he had a bit to drink that night. He also uh, smoked a little bit, and um, and he had a mustache, <laughs> and he had a mustache looking like Antonio Brown. He he sent Bruno one that was like made no sense. <laughs> It was like, oh my god! It was like McCaffrey. He would send McCaffrey, and in return, he would get like Russell Wilson and like Brandon Ayuk and like Cortland Sutton or something. It, it, it did, and I think he also was giving up like um, Tyree Kill in the trade or something. It, it, it made no sense. Oh jeez! Uh, and uh, Bruno was like, I think he was like in the bathroom at the time, or was like changing his baby's diaper or something. They're putting it. No, he's putting his kid to sleep, maybe. And um, so then, so while he's doing that, Alexander and John are going back and forth. Um, and John accepts this offer that Alexander sends. And uh, Bruno walks out the door, gets in the elevator. And he's like, wait, what? Like, you sent me this trade? Like, I would. <laughs> and then John's like, oh, shoot, I didn't even realize I sent that trade. I'm so glad you didn't accept it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, uh, so then we're, everyone's clowning John for this trade. And then, like, uh, he's like, he's like, I, hey, man, I thought Lamar was untouchable. Um, you know, like, you guys said, uh, no one, no one thought I could get him. You know, like, now I got him. And then, like, five minutes later, he's like, all right, who wants Lamar? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, not good. That's definitely um, not good. So I, de- I definitely think uh, Alexander wins this trade here. I would say so. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, it's a lot of strong assets there. Yeah. Did you did you explain what it was yet? I don't know if you you went through it. So it's basically Brandon Cooks. Uh, this is who um, this is who your brother got in return. Um, so it was Brandon Crooks. Uh, Brandon Crooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like losing my ability here. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Tyreek Hill, uh, Christian McCream Pie, uh, Tua, and uh, he ended up sending over Lamar Jackson. Uh, which now his name doesn't make sense anymore with L3D yeah. Geeks. So we'll yeah. have to get on your brother for that. Uh, Travis uh, Etienne. Uh, isn't the way he's <laughs> Etienne. Etienne. Uh, I don't think I've ever... I don't even know who that guy is. Uh, Rashad Bateman and Romeo Dobbs. Uh, the names alone, you can tell who won this trade. Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing as well as he was early on in the season. He hasn't really been the X factor kind of trailed off a little bit. Um, 
you know, getting to a Christian McCream pie and Tyree kill. I feel like that's a pretty uh, solid trio there. Um, you know, John wants to ask me what I was thinking with my trade request, but I don't know if you can get much worse than this. So John, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> and then they made a quick one right after they made it like an adenum to that trade where uh, Alexander got Dobson back and then he sent, he got Dobbs and Rogers and he sent Tua and Alec Pierce. And they made a little adenum to that trade. Which I don't really know if this is really I don't know what what difference this really makes, but I I don't know who won this. John just really wanted Tua. Yeah, I don't I mean Tua is I, I think Tua is a pretty good um target as well just because of all the talent around him but the injuries a concern um you know aaron Rodgers could turn it on at any time i i don't know i personally don't know if i would have made that trade but uh that's what happens when you are drunk and you smoke and you have a mustache that looks we like need Anthony to get Brown. uh you need to get john on the pod next week to uh to explain we do yeah it's been a while since uh since we had him on so yeah we definitely need to to pick his brain a little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll save this, uh, this trade, keep it in our folder and uh, pull it out when he gets here. Um, yeah, that's It's kind of bizarre, but Hey, <laughs> props to your brother for sending it to him and getting him to accept it. I mean, that's, you know, that's what it is. The next trade also involves Bruno and cousin John shocker. I know now this one was not made at the wedding. Correct. So this one was made after. This was like a like a Saturday night trade. Okay. Um, what do you think of this trade? This one's just kind of a, a bench for a bench. Like, I don't like my bench. You don't like your bench. Let's just swap benches. Um, <laughs> I, I'm look, I think the most valuable piece here is... Maybe Brian Robinson. Yeah. Curtis it's, Samuel looks promising at first, but he's kind of cooled off considerably. Darnold makes is is just a useless asset right now. Yeah, Pitts, Kyle Pitts hasn't really done much. Yeah, I don't know if I think he'll never turn it on. He's looking just like a bust. Dog water. So I I guess Bruno wins this because he picked up Brian Robinson. You know when they say like when you're kissing, people say it's like swapping spit. This to me looks like they were swapping shit. <laughs> that's that's what I think. Um, I don't I don't even know what what to make of this trade. It's just like you know, here's my scraps, and I'll take your scraps, and I'll give you one more scrap than you. And I I don't know. I don't really know what this what this uh, what this does. But uh, I mean, Sam Darnold being in any trade at all at this point in time doesn't make much sense because he's, he's not starting. Rostered. Yeah. So uh, that's like a complete miss there. I mean, you might as well have just picked up Sam Howell like I did if you're <laughs> going to trade for Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is just kind of a bizarre, bizarre trade. Um, there's no, to me, there's really no winners or losers because they didn't really get a whole lot in return. So, yeah, weird. Very bizarre trades uh, by John. Very questionable uh, uh, trading. 
on his part, but whatever works. And now I think we're down to our most recent trade, Sean, and you were involved in this one. And this is a pretty big trade that I think you actually went out on here. And you get to add Christian McCream Pie to your roster in exchange for Gabe Davis and Chris Olave. So what was your uh, thought process here? So uh, Brees Hall died, and I was like, man, I, I need a running back. Rest in peace. And Alexander approached me saying, you know, hey, I need some some wide receivers. Uh, you know, maybe we can work out a deal here. So, um, yeah, you know, I went back and forth a little bit, and uh, I was like, you know, my ceiling right now is, is Alave and, and Gabe Davis. And he's like, you know. Uh, give me a night to think about it and um his other offer he was fielding was with, with, from bruno it was like uh, waddle and sutton for mccaffrey it's not uh, bad and so i thought i had the better deal um than than i thought i think Olave and davis are better than than waddle and Sutton. that's just my opinion i trust uh josh allen to get davis the ball way more than i trust russell wilson to get uh sutton the ball right right and so, uh, yeah, I just need a running back. And I was, you know, thinking, you know, McCaffrey to me is a huge risk with his injury history. But, uh, you know, I'm going all in trying to get the championship here. You know, yeah, so. I, I respect it. I think that's a good pickup for you. I think that's a good uh, addition to, to add with. Um, can't think of your other running back's name now. Uh, Barkley. Yeah, yeah. That's a great uh, number two to put side uh, Barkley, which, I mean, they both have potential to be. Uh, to be two number ones there so hey i say if if you can get a player that has that high of upside i say go for it so i think that was a good trade but i also think this was a pretty even trade for the most part uh, i feel like uh you know your brother did need some wide receiver help so i think this worked out good for both you guys yeah at the time he he only had he, he actually just traded aj brown and tyreek um, AJ Brown for Tyreek from John. I forgot to mention that earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so like his his backups were not great. He had like Dobbs as his number two, or Brandon Cooks, um, Pickens in London. So it wasn't like the most inspiring cast of, of wide receivers. Yeah. Now he has a little bit of a higher quality depth now. Right. Um, right. Has some different options that he didn't have you know, before. You know, AJ Brown, um, Alave, and then Gabe Davis. That's a great trio of wide receivers. That is. That is, yeah, I agree. I think he made the right call. And then he's still got Eckler, you know, at running back. Who's going to um, put out, you know, the combined of two running backs every given week. So, right, right. and James Robinson's in, uh, and then, uh, you know, it looks like he'll be the lead back in New York maybe after that That's trade. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. real world uh, implications. Um, I think, honestly, I feel like that benefited him that, um, that Robinson was traded to New York. I think they have a better O line. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. And now he's not stuck behind uh, ETN. So, yeah. So I think that's, uh, yeah, that's a, a good move on his part. So I'm, you know, he's kind of done a really, a really good job of rebuilding that that team after all those devastating injuries. So I think this worked out both uh, for both you guys. So awesome. And Sean, we can now hop out of our time machine and get to the current week. Um, and I guess heading into this week, we can go over the power rankings. Um, so we'll start things off. Number one, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. 
Uh, and that is uh, Patrick, who is just completely blazing it up right now. I mean, that he is stoned. No, I'm just kidding. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's no, he's he's just heating up. I mean, he's we talked about it earlier. He is just week in and week out. I mean, I witnessed it firsthand. Uh, just a sheer annihilation uh, at the hands of Patrick. Uh, he definitely deserves that top spot just from his output the last few weeks. Um, very impressive stuff from Patrick as he sits at number one. Yeah, f- number one overall in, in both overall wins and points per game. And, you know, after starting 0-2, he's, he's, he's made some good deals and five in a row. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And... We have Sean. You are at number two with the Pomeranians. Uh, you you lose the top spot here, but I mean, you still have to be feeling pretty good with the trades you've made. You're still sitting at six and one. You still have the best record in the league, um, so there's no reason to panic. Uh, I think you've definitely made trades that have now made your team even stronger than it was before. So I think that you'll definitely be vying for that number one spot. Uh, you know, next week. Yeah, you know, I went six and eight last year, so I've already matched my win total from the 2021 <laughs> regular season. So, uh, you know, I, I still feel in a, in a great spot. Yeah. Then we have uh, Elfreak Geeks, who is just staying put at number three. Um, the biggest issue with him right now is just his uh, his team name and and picture. He needs to to swap that up a little bit. Um, I don't know what he's going to decide to change it to, but yeah, he's definitely going to have to to do something with that. And then we have at number four, who this is the biggest mover this week, going up four spots, and that is Joseph Cassano. Um, I guess he's, you know, had a pretty big win last week. I guess yeah, he took down he took down me. You know, he gave me my first oh, loss. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot about. Yeah. Okay, right, I'm getting my weeks mixed up. So, yeah, that was a pretty huge win. He basically got rid of the last undefeated team in the league, which was Sean. Um, so impressive stuff with him. Maybe this is the start of a turnaround. The momentum's starting to shift a little bit. Um, but up four spots, that's pretty impressive. And then we have Cook and Cousins just staying put at number five. Dakota is consistently scoring points in the hundreds and he is consistently staying at number five uh he has a very boring team but sometimes that's a good thing (laughs) perfectly average yep and now we have christian castle who is uh not really lighting the world on fire as the power rankings show him going down two spots so poor christian mccastle he's going to look to turn it around this week and then we have TSU cousin John up two spots this week. Uh, I kind of forget the output of his game, but I feel like he had a pretty impressive win. Yeah, that was. Uh, eh, I mean, he beat Christian. Um, oh, everybody it, does that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like uh, he put up ninety three. So usually for me, like hundred is like the the uh the mark of like an average game right so if, if you do a, above 100 it's above average game below 100 and below average so yeah he, uh, he kind of won by default because christian only put up 80 okay um, yeah not yeah. as impressive then but it was a big upset because no one really thought john would win after that trade so yeah so good for john uh brandon is now up by two with Devontae's inferno 
got back in the win column and we talked about it earlier. Brandon knows how to make late season moves or I guess mid season moves heading into late season moves uh, to put his team in position for contention. So once again, keep an eye out for Devante's Inferno. He's moving up the power rankings. I feel like that's not going to be his final position. I think he has potential to move up a little bit higher than that. And then we come to me, which, uh, I am tied for the biggest drop in the power rankings. Uh, I changed my name to Four Alarm Dumpster Fire. In back hopes to, to <laughs> yeah, back, back to the dumpster, to the dumpster fire. fire. I'm Some hoping that bullies. It, <laughs> I'm hoping that it it corrects whatever trend is going on right now with my team. Uh, I feel like we needed to do something, and I feel like you know calling ourselves the dumpster uh, dumpster fire. Um, it's uh, you know it's kind of insulting ourselves a little bit, but I'm hoping that that leads to good karma, which leads to more points, which leads to more wins, which means I will be higher up on the power ranking. So that is the hope. We'll see how it works out for me. Um, but yeah, we need to, we need to start writing the ship now. Um, cause I don't want to be dropping a three and five after this week. And then we have the guy that I'm tied with here, which is like, again, it's surprising to me because I feel like Jeff's team is way better than this, but at number 10, the good fellas down three spots. Uh, yeah, just disappointing. I I feel like, I just feel like his roster is a lot better than that personally. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised, you know, same as here. Um, surprised he's a 10 and I'm surprised, uh, his record's not better maybe he'll turn around yeah i mean i think I, I think he has the roster to turn around especially with you know some of our rosters kind of going through some injury stuff i feel like he has the team to do it especially with kenneth walker who i that's one thing i forgot to mention um who i dropped because i just felt like penny was doing a good job and that turned out to be a massive mistake now i did trade for uh uh i can't think of his name now damian pierce um which you know, it was good, but I could have had Kenneth Walker and that would have given me more options. Uh, I just got impatient, unfortunately. Kept the wrong people and got rid of the, the right guy. Yeah, Kenneth Walker, by far the waiver wire pick of the year so far. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Next, we're going to have the sweet life of Zach and Bruno's, who has moved out of the last spot. And, uh, yeah, good good job for him. Uh really not super impressive with his 2 and 5 record. I don't really feel super confident. I know last last time we uh were on the podcast, I said that I feel like the outlook was positive for Albert. I'm not really feeling that way. I just don't think it's going to pan out this year for him. He has season too big of a hole. I think if he drops this week, I think it's time to say the season's probably over for him. Yeah, we, we panned that um, Ramondre Stevenson trade pretty hard uh, in the last podcast or so, but uh, it ended up turning out really great for him. He's, he's been lighting it up. But besides that, yeah, his team's been very uh, eh. And so, uh, yeah, like you said, if, if he doesn't get a win this week, it's uh, it's looking grim. Yeah. You know, they say the, the record shows he took the blows, and he did it his way. So... <laughs> Two and five. Now we have the basement university at number 12. 
Bruno. <laughs> he is uh, down in the, the wine cellar, but there's no wine. And it's just rotting cheese as he sits at number 12. That's where all the uh, the QBs get chained up after their their bad performances from on this team. It's <laughs> it's uh it's not it's not looking good for Bruno. Uh, I feel like Bruno has uh, a really big gash, and he is just continuously stacking band aids on top of each other um, in attempts to treating the wound, but it's just not working. Uh, he just cannot seem to break whatever curse he's going through. And his team is just continuously putting up below average results. And he's another one. I feel like Bruno is very savvy with his moves, but it just doesn't seem like it's working out for him uh, in any like tangible way. So two and five, if he drops to two and six this week, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult for him to to come back from it. And yeah, I just feel like these two and five teams, they are in big trouble because that's just, it's, you don't want to be sitting at two and five. That's one of the worst case scenarios um, at this point in the season, I think. Yeah. He just needs to recapture that uh, waiver wire variance he had at the end of last season, just, you know, strike gold again somehow. And the fact that he has been so careless with his money, (laughs) he only, and I'm not really one to talk, but the fact that he gave up, I will say this, at least my $100 spend is still on my roster and he starts every week. Bruno paid $100 for Teddy and where is Teddy right now, Sean? He's on the waiver wire. He's on the waiver wire, probably will never see the NFL field again in his career unless Tua dies. And even then, who knows? Um, Yeah, so absolutely careless with his money and when it comes to unless he makes a trade to acquire more money... um, he isn't going to be able to repeat his waiver wire savviness from last year unless everybody just stops trying to get waivers. Um, I think he is, if his team doesn't pan out at this point, if I was Bruno, if there's certain trades you can make, fine. But his roster has so much turnover, he hasn't had time to let anyone kind of settle in. It's just, oh, this guy didn't do good this week. Well, guess what? You're going to the moon. It's like every single every single week he's making a trade and getting rid of players on his team without letting things cook so yeah that's that's my opinion of what's going on over there but i think I my math's right i think he only has two players he drafted sutton and hunt Which i think everyone crazy. else is <laughs> acquired via trade or uh or or, or the, you know for agency and honestly those players might be gone from his roster by this time next week we could be talking about yeah. how he has no players left <laughs> so I understand what he's doing. I just feel like I feel like you can't rush into decisions um, that quickly just because you're panicking and you need to do that. I think he gave up assets to get quarterbacks that he probably shouldn't have done. We just talked about that other trade that he made. Um, he needs to calm down, but I think it's too late. I just think that there's too many, too many moving pieces there, and I just don't think it's going to work out for him. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And with that, Sean, we can go ahead and get into the week eight predictions. Let's have a move over to week eight. Yes. And let me just make sure. Let me see. I forget what the game of the week was this week. 
So I don't want to go over that one first. Um, it is TSU. Okay. All right. We're good. So I guess we'll start things off. Uh, I am really in an unfortunate position here, Sean, having to play against you this week. Uh, you are currently up by four, um, which I guess kind of bodes well for me because, uh, you know, Mark Andrews hasn't done a whole lot yet. Yeah, he's injured. He's out for the game right now. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's coming back in. He's questionable to return. Okay, so that could help me a little bit if he doesn't come back in. Just him putting up four points. Um, but outside of that, though, uh, Josh Allen is extremely scary. Saquon Barkley is extremely scary. Christian McCaffrey, another week in that system with the 49ers against the uh, the Rams. Um, I'm a little bit worried, to be honest with you. I think that I have my work cut out for me again, and it really is going to come down to my running backs, I believe, in this game and Cooper Cup returning from the bye. I really need Jonathan Taylor with this QB switch to light it up and become himself again. I can't have another 10-point output or 15-point output. I need him to get into the 20s this week along with both of my other running backs. Otherwise, I don't think I have a shot in this game. Taylor's been a big surprise to me this year. I, you know, I thought he was going to be like Cooper Cup where you know, he was set and forget it, you know, 15-point minimum you know, every, every week. So I'm, so I'm really surprised by what's been going on with him. Um, I'm hoping I get a, uh, you know, the bad Calvin this week instead of the 166-point uh, <laughs> Calvin. Um, so uh, we'll see. I like the moves I made. I think I put myself in a good position. But, uh, you know, you can always pop off at any time. So I'm not taking you lightly. Yeah, yeah. So I guess because both of us are participating, we can't pick the game. Um, but I just think this is going to be interesting. I guess it's just going to depend on what Kalman shows up. And if, I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like your team is just very, very strong. Uh, and I just don't know if my team is ready for this task. But I guess we will see. Next, we have Dad Coda's team, the Cookin' Cousins, against the New Jersey football team. Uh, according to Sleeper, it's looking like Dakota is projected to win this game. Now, to be fair, Christian does not have his uh, his flex spot open or flex spot filled. A super flex, um, right, yeah. So he's going to have to do something. He might be running into an issue where... Well, no, he has players he can put in there. Just put DK Metcalf or something in there. Metcalf might not play. He's kind of uh, he's questionable. And then, oh, um, yeah. Holmes is on bye, which is huge. Maybe Mark Ingram he can plug in there. That's probably his best bet. That or someone on the, the waiver wire. Yeah, because he might be in a spot here where he doesn't feel comfortable dropping anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. Um Dakota has seven points right now from his acquired Chris Godwin, um, which I mean that's that's solid for first half output. Um, but I'm I'm gonna probably lean Dakota here. His team has just been so consistent this year, and Sleeper is projecting him to uh, to outperform his uh, his typical point total. So I think that's typical under yeah yeah yeah. I, I think Dakota um, wins this. I think he cruises. Um, Christian not having his $76 investment in Mahomes is, is killer. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think Dakota wins this uh, by a, a good margin. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to be a, a cakewalk for Dakota this week. Um, and I think Christian's going to continue his, uh, his stumble. Uh, next is going to be the good fellas against L freaky geeks. And according to sleeper and this, because I think because of all the trades and stuff, yeah, uh, he hasn't updated his lineup yet. I think need to update or, his lineup. Actually, no, he, he oh, clears on by, yeah, he needs a second running back. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's missing a running back here. There's not a lot available out there. I think that Chuba Hubbard's going to be on the waivers for Friday. Maybe I'm wrong about that. No, I just picked up Chuba for for 22 bucks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Although he, so, he's in a boot, so he might not even play. Yeah. So I think he's just going to have to find somebody for this week and hope he he gets by. Right. Um. Given that, I feel like. Uh, I'm kind of feeling Jeff here. I'm going to agree with sleeper and, and just, I feel like his, his quarterback position is kind of a question mark here with the, uh, you know, Pickett and uh, the uh, Colts guy. I'm not going <laughs> to. Ellinger. Is that, is that? Okay. Yeah. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, Pride yeah. of uh, UT, UT oh, Austin, okay. Texas Longhorns. Yep. There you go. Uh, yeah. I think that, I think Jeff's going to win this one pretty easily. I'm not a big believer in PJ Walker. Um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been playing great and he's going up against Buffalo. I don't think that bodes well. Uh, I think that uh, Jeff is getting, uh, is getting your brother at the right week for, uh, for him to pull off a win here. Yeah. And it's just the bye weeks that are hurting Alexander right now. Um, he's missing both Kelsey and, and Eckler, which is, his two best Brutal. players. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's tough to overcome. Um, so I, I definitely have to give the, the nod to Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree. Um yeah, I definitely agree there. Uh the next one up is going to be the uh, sweet life of Zach and Bruno's uh versus Devante's Inferno. So this is a close game according to Sleeper. Um you know, it's saying that uh, Albert's going to win this one. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of feeling more on Brandon's side this time. I know, uh, Debo Samuel, he's kind of questionable. He's has some kind of hamstring issue. Um, you know, I think that the jets and Patriots game is going to be fairly low scoring. Uh, I don't know if Zach Wilson's really going to have a big output. Uh, I'm not really huge on the Cardinals. Like I know that they won a, a lot last, uh, week. They won by a lot. Um, but I'm just not super big on, on Kyler Murray this year. Uh, I, I kind of feel better with, uh, Trevor Lawrence playing against, uh, Denver, uh, than I do, uh, Kyler Murray playing against Minnesota. Um, and I feel like, you know, Danny Dimes, I think that that Seattle secondary might give him some issues. Um, but I could still see him outscoring Zach Wilson. Um, and then just player per player, um, I don't know. It's also going to depend too on what uh, Zeke Elliott's status is too. Um, I don't think that Brandon really has a super strong replacement on the bench. Maybe James Conner, if he's going to be suited up, but even he, I believe has some kind of injury issue going on too. Um, I'm still, man. All right. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, with Albert on this one. I'll switch and go to Albert. 
too many question marks for Brandon right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had the same thought process too. Um, at first, I was like, yeah, I, th- I think this is a Brandon win. But uh, then you uh, pointed out the injuries with Elliott and and James Conner. So, like, he might not even have a second running back, um, yeah. which is, is big. I, I do give him props for picking up Foreman last week. He was quick on the finger there. That was, that was a very good pickup. Um, for sure. Yeah. If, if Elliott and or Connor are, are out, you know, if, if you can't replace them, then I definitely would, would give the, the nod to Albert. If they are healthy though, I'm going to, I would give the edge to Brandon. So I, I think I, I it agree. just depends. Yeah. I definitely agree a hundred percent on that. Um, yeah. We're, we're just going to have to see who's available on game day. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. Albert, uh, He's he's got. It looks like he's he's got a balance. I'm surprised, you know, with him being two and five. You know, his, his squad doesn't seem bad. Um, although maybe you know, his, his boy Twink Supreme is is kind of uh, anchoring him down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach Wilson is uh, not overly impressive uh, so far in his career. I would say. So, yeah, maybe maybe I'll have to make the. Switch to Justin Fields if Justin Fields continues. Probably not this week because he's going up against Dallas, but yeah, maybe the following week. Who knows? Next, we have slow down. It hurts first. The wideout university. I swear it projects Bruno to have like a hundred or hundred and four or like ninety something every week, <laughs> and then he never comes close. And he never comes close to it. Uh, all right, so I feel like Jalen Hurts has potential to score a ton against Pittsburgh this week. I think that's a very favorable matchup. Yeah. Um, I think that Geno Smith also has that same ability against the Giants. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I know the Giants are winning. I don't think it's real. Uh, I think that, one, the Packers, who they beat, aren't that great. Uh, the Ravens are – I don't know what they're doing. They seem like to be one of the worst like second-half football teams in the league, like next to the Eagles. I don't know what is going on with Baltimore. I just don't think that the Giants are overly impressive. I feel like they are, you know, it's props them for winning games, but I don't believe that they're as good as their record shows. I refuse to believe it. I, I agree. I, I do like Dayball and um, the GM, uh, what's his name, Showin or something yeah. from the Bills. But uh, I, I feel like, you know, they finally have a competent front office and uh, coaching staff now. They're in their defense coordinator. When Martindale's good, but... um. Yeah, they've been winning a lot of one-score games, which um, statistically is not really sustainable. Usually teams that either win a lot of one-score games or lose a lot of one-score games regress to the mean the next season. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, they, they haven't made, like, a ton of moves. Like, the roster isn't completely different from last season or the past mm-hmm. couple seasons, you know, that they've been terrible. So, um, I, I think, you know, the coaching has definitely helped them win these close games, but it's usually not sustainable to to keep winning these one score games. Yeah, I just feel like when you look at the other teams in the division, uh commanders suck. They're they're terrible. Um, you know, bad head coach and just uh, they're a mediocre roster. I think that defense definitely got way too much praise um and you know, they have injuries and stuff like that. Um but you look at the Eagles, their offense is really good. I think their defense is really good. Um, you know, the Cowboys have a dominant defense and their offense is really strong too. Uh, once, you know, Dak starts getting back into the offense and his injury continues to get better and he's doing all that. 
I feel like those two are those two teams are way more complete than what the Giants are. I'm not a huge like I know Danny Dimes, he's doing pretty good this year so far, but is that sustainable? I just I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. So all that being said, I think that I'm feeling uh Joseph here a little bit more. Um you know, I think Pollard's going to come down to if Zeke is is healthy or not. He probably is going to see the ball a lot more. Um but I'm not a huge believer in the Commanders with uh Brian Robinson. So I'm not overly impressed with the receivers that the Wideout University is uh, named after. Devontae Smith <laughs> is probably the the best one there. And he's split up between him and uh and uh Brown. So I, I don't know. I just am feeling uh slow down. It hurts a little bit here. I I, I agree. Um I th- I think Joseph has a gargantuan advantage at running back. Um it hurts, you know, like you said, he, he could put up 40 on Pittsburgh. Um, uh, so I, I got definitely have to give the edge to him. Um, Gus Edwards isn't doing too hot first half for uh, for Joseph in the this game against Tampa, but uh, he could turn it around. But uh, definitely, yeah, uh, I'm Bruno's still got, I don't know what he, he's got to figure something out with his roster. He's, he's got to get some wave wire magic again. Um, because yeah. if he doesn't, then it's this is looking like a, a clear Joseph win. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. So now we're going to be moving on to the Primo Hoagie EFFL game of the week. And this is going to be between the flaming hot Patrick Stoner. I mean, the Butchers against TSU <laughs> in Cousin John. Cousin John. Tony so let's uh, let's take a look at cousin John Sean, see what his uh, his trades are are panning out so far. Uh, ooh, Lamar Jackson looks like he's doing pretty good with five points. Uh, I'll be honest, man, I I can't bring myself to pick against Patrick at this point. His team is too strong, and even with players on by, I mean, he has depth for days. Yeah. Uh, even with uh, Jamar Chase being injured, I still feel like Patrick just has a better roster all the way across the board. I don't really have any any more additional comments than that. Yeah, losing Jamar Tra- Chase is, is huge, um, definitely. But uh, Patrick still has to def. Um, it, it, his receivers, you know, on paper, they don't look like super like interesting with with Cooper Lockett and and more. Um, but uh, more in, well, except for until last week, um, he wasn't doing much. But Lockett and Cooper consistently have been good. They 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 they've been solid each and every week. Um, and Jacobs, he, he could end up as a number one running back when it's all said and done if he keeps it up. Yeah. Joe Burrow has been lighting it up ever since uh, Zach Taylor kind of tinkered with the offense after uh, week two. So um, yeah, I definitely definitely got I can't pick against Patrick and. And uh, until he shows me that I shouldn't. So I think this is going to be six straight. Um, John's trades also kind of kind of weirded out the, the roster a little bit. Um, uh, I kind of need to ha- take a couple weeks to see how that uh, gels out for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I will say as it stands right now, both Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson are sitting at uh, at five points. So not overly impressive by either quarterback as uh we're 
in the third, early in the third right now. So now, you know, if we're comparing quarterbacks, if Brady and Lamar are a wash, I'm probably going to be picking Joe Burrow over Tua uh, in terms of quarterback output. So, right. I will say John really wanted ETN. Um, I, I really wanted him at the, before the, the draft. So that's why, you know, I made sure to get him in the draft and it looks like he's, he's turning it on. So it, it might work out for him. Um, if ETN, you know, ends up being what, uh, most anticipated him to be. So yeah, could, could, could be a good trade for him when it's all said and done, even though we're all giving him crap for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and who'd you say you were picking for this game? Picking Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So we both went Patrick, Patrick. We'll see if, uh, if you can be the, uh, I believe the first two time, uh, winner of the, uh, game of the week this year. Um, you have a chance to do that. So he shows up for big moments and it seems like he shows up for any moments because he kicked my ass last week. So <laughs> Yeah. And Sean, I think that that is that's it for our our week predictions. Week <sighs> predictions. We blew through it. We did. We kept it under two hours, which is good. Um, and yeah, I mean, after eight weeks, we're looking at a very different league than what we were looking at last year. I don't think I have ever been in a fantasy football league that has had as many trades as we've had. There's almost yeah. a trade every week and every day. <laughs> It, it, and there's been so many more trades this year compared to last year. We didn't get a trade until, like, I want to say maybe week six or seven last year. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, Brandon and Fidel. Um, it was, like, Tua for, for T. Higgins. And that was, that was like, the first trade. Um, yeah, I felt like there was, like, under 10 last year. And then this year we already got. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, wow. See how many do we have trades wise? One, two, three, four, five, six. I, I, it's a lot. Oh my god, <laughs> it's great. I mean, even some of the joke trades that we uh, we have in there too. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy to to think about it, but it, it's definitely made for the yeah. a more interesting league. I think. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's a lot of teams sitting at three and four. Wow, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Half the league is three and four. So uh, still a lot of variance going on. Yeah, it's still pretty wide open for the most part. I know I've kind of you know talked badly about the two and five teams, but in reality, we're all actually really close. We could all be tied after this week or close right. to it. Right. So, you know, a win here is pretty big still because we're all kind of just hovering around there. And your entire division could be four and four in the central uh, after next week. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's any man's, uh, any man's race here in, uh, in the central division at least. So uh, it's, it's going to be crazy. And, you know, who knows what happens with all freaky geeks, you know, he could, he could start not producing and maybe he comes back down to earth, but yeah, it is crazy how many three and four teams there are. I'm yeah. just happy I'm not a two and five team so <laughs> far. So, uh, well, Sean, uh, this was fun. You know, we'll definitely not let it Always. get to uh, <laughs> a three week deficit next time. Right. Uh, listeners, we apologize for that. We will make sure that we're, you know, back on again next week. Um, and uh, Albert, 
or not Albert, John, cousin John, I'm going to continue to send you some uh, really nice trades in the <laughs> during the week. So, all right, Sean. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Calvin. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.